0: Welcome to the Career Metas Podcast. I'm your host Nisar Ahmad. This is episode 52 of the Career Matters Podcast, and this episode is part of the Career Expert Series, where in each of these interviews, I interview career coaches, professionals, career experts who have shared their wisdom, who have shared their expertise, their experience to help job seekers and young professionals to navigate today's job market. And for today's Expert Series episode, I'm interviewing Scott Barlow. From HappenToYourCareer.com. Scott. Hey, welcome to the podcast.
1: Hey, thank you very much for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Pleasure is mine. Uh, I, I I know we'll talk a little bit more about Happen to Your Career in a bit. But the first question I always ask my guests uh, because I, I just I'm a geography nut. I like to know about places. So let me yeah. ask you this: uh, Where are you calling from?
1: I am calling you from the not-so-large town of Moses Lake, Washington, which is in Washington State in the U.S., and it is, it's is—it's about—most people, when they think of Washington, they think of Seattle, Starbucks, Space Needle, all that. Well, this is—it's uh, in the middle of a the desert. There is a desert in Washington, and a lake, too, Moses Lake, in fact. So we we call that home. We absolutely love it over here. It's beautiful. It's got 310 days of sun a year, which is— kind of the opposite of seattle a lot of the time so uh that's that's where we call home and occasionally uh about one month out of the year we travel with uh, with our family and go and work and live in someplace else so most recently we just uh just got back from paris and portugal where we spent six weeks over there too so that's uh that's that's where we are and what we do
0: that's perfect. Could you share with us some uh, an interesting fact or a fun fact about Moses Lake that people would not know unless they have lived there?
1: Oh, let's see. Behind besides the three hundred ten days of sun, I would say that Moses Lake is um, it has <laughs> the fastest internet in the entire country, which works hmm. people all over the world, and that mostly via the internet. So it works out rather well in, in that regard. So 20 years ago, just over 20 years ago, the city here in the PUD, actually uh, county I guess it'd be in the PUD, made a pretty large investment into fiber optic long before fiber optic was was popular. So they laid all that foundation and infrastructure sure. long, long ago before it started happening in the, in the rest of the US. So now we have some of the top download speeds in the entire US, which is crazy for tiny little Moses Lake.
0: Wow, that's that's amazing because now internet, high-speed internet, has become more of a basic necessity for us, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, and and people listening to this are really jealous because I can tell. Um, I'm based in Ca- Canada, Toronto, which we do have decent internet, but it's not like super lightning speed. So th- that's uh, that's very. Inter- oh, I'm uh, so
1: spoiled. So when I when we went to France, uh, yeah, everything is like, oh my goodness, why is it moving so slow? But yes, totally agreed.
0: So the next question I have, uh, obviously, I want myself and the audience to know, learn a little bit about yourself. Um, so I'd like to learn a little bit about yourself, how you got started into this uh, career of helping people with their jobs, with their careers. So could you start us off by telling about yourself, your journey, and also a little bit about HappenToYourCareer.com?
1: Yeah, absolutely. For me, it really started in college. And I I only say that because I was one of those people where – I didn't know what I wanted to do at all. I had I changed majors probably eight or nine different times and thought that I wanted to do this thing and the next thing. I thought that I wanted to you know work in the music industry. Then I thought that, hey, I want to be an architect. And then I thought that and kind of went down this progression and eventually found the business program, which I started sinking my teeth into a little bit. But as I got further along into the business program, I realized that, hey, in order to graduate at the university that uh, that I was going to uh, here in Washington State, I needed to have an internship. And so I I started looking around at all of these different internships. And realized there was a a lot of crap out there. There There's a lot of stuff that really isn't that useful. And I'm looking at it going, oh, my goodness, how is this going to make me useful in the marketplace? Like, why is this going to be valuable? And I found that a lot of them just weren't. Even with large, fairly reputable companies, like they just – it's like I'm not even going to get to do something that is useful. So I – uh, was very determined down that route to to do that. And I guess be careful what you wish for because what I ended up doing is I ended up coming back with a with a small business and ended up um, running a small business throughout out college. And then the only the only reason that I bring that up is because it as I was going through my marketing classes and everything else, it forced me to really understand how business works and get a whole bunch of that experience firsthand. Uh, at the same time as we were talking about it and literally implemented into my business the next day. So what, what ended up happening is I, I finished up college, uh, sold the, sold the business and sold all the equipment. It was a painting business. So, you know, not, uh, not like, a I didn't have a store or anything along those lines, but you know, had this, had this painting business and, uh, sold off everything, went to, went to Portland, moved to Portland, took a, took a job down there and it was my first, quote unquote, professional job. And I hated it. Just absolutely despised it, like to the point where I was having panic attacks of driving across uh, I-84 down the you know the, one of the Portland bridges. And and it was it just was a, it was a terrible fit. Um, I, I dreaded it every every single day. Plus, on top of it, I was working like 60 to 90 hours a week, uh, 80, 80 hours a week was not unusual at all. And I ended up, you know, at some point about a little over a year into it, realizing, look, I I cannot live like this. Like, how do how do people like this? What really work is really like. And I eventually found the courage to go and talk to my boss and tell him, hey, I I think I kind of made the wrong decision. I'm not sure this job is for me. And he apparently felt the same way because three weeks later he fired me. So <laughs> that's that's what ended up propelling me on this on this journey, because after that it became a a case of, oh, I never, ever, ever want to do that again. I don't ever want to go back to something that I, I don't enjoy. So um, I ended up taking a lot of the stuff that I learned through running a business, all, all the marketing and sales and everything that goes along with it and making a whole bunch of different career changes over the next about eight or nine years or so, just career change to career change from lots of different companies and, uh, realized that I had become very good at that because of, of translating those skills into another area. So, uh, later on when, uh, when I realized that I wanted to go back into business for myself, then I realized that I was already going to coffee with all kinds of different people that were asking me about how I made these career changes. And a lot of them were offering to pay. And that's how happened to your career was born.
0: Thanks for sharing the story because one thing I find really interesting among all the uh, career coaches, career experts I've interviewed, their, their story is very, uh, where they got today is very unconventional. Uh, it was never something that they wanted to do. It just became accidental. They reached a point where they were, they had some ideas that worked for them. They started helping others and eventually it grew, became a full grown business. So it sounds like it's a similar trend here as well.
1: Yeah, it is. A, it is a little bit. I think the, uh, the intentional part of it. So there's an accidental intentional part and it always makes sense looking backward, right? Uh, I wish I could say that this was exactly what I had intended to do in every single aspect. Uh, but, you know, that's that's not reality. The intentional part about it was I knew that uh, I wanted I wanted to go back to owning a business that I was really excited about that allowed me to leverage my strengths that I enjoyed and really fit a lot of the things that I wanted with my family, too. And I I find that I differ from a lot of other crew coaches in that a lot of them didn't necessarily have jobs that they liked all that much and really enjoyed uh, helping other people. I actually really loved a whole bunch of the jobs that I had after that. I I hated that first job, just despised it and swore off jobs that uh, <laughs> that sucked, for lack of a better word, or more accurately, didn't fit me. Uh, And then it was very, very intentional progression from each and every one of them to to fine tune what it was, what I was getting to spend my time doing and aligning that with the things that I was great at and then how it how it fit what me and my family wanted to. So this this for me was the next logical step in that that progression. But if you asked me 10 years ago, would I be running a business that helps people make big, sweeping career changes and align their work with uh, with who they are so that they can do work that's unapologetically them, then no, I would not have predicted that even in the slightest.
0: You mentioned something in the last sentence, and it's funny, I was just going to ask that. I, I, your caption for your business, I'm looking at it online here, it says, happen to your career, find works that's unapologetically you. Tell us a little bit more about that. What, what does that mean, and how did you come up with that?
1: It Really what it means. I'll start with that piece. It means that you get to spend more of your time. And a lot of people separate out career in your life. But I mean, you're the same person in your career or in your life and a lot of people come to us where they feel like they have to be two different people in in two different places and that is an indication that it's not not good alignment like if they feel like they have to be one person when when they go into work every day and then they're a completely different person that they're comfortable with and actually uh, really enjoy being uh outside of work that's that's a bad sign so You know, one side of it is that you actually get to be who you are and leverage who you are, particularly the things that you're great at. And I'm not just talking about skills, but I'm talking about the things that come very, very naturally to you that often are underneath those skills. Um, Very much the way that uh, the way that you're wired, your personality, your experiences, the combination of all those things we call your signature strengths. And what we do is we. When we when we're helping people, we allow them to one understand what uh, what those strengths are and what they want in their life, and then connect that into work so that they can spend more of their time doing things that they enjoy, and quite frankly, are phenomenal at.
0: Okay, that that makes total sense. So now now I think this will link into the next question as well. Uh, you do you, you deal with individuals who are looking to. Find the next job or change their careers. What are, I'm just curious, what are some of the biggest challenges they, that they come to you for?
1: Oh my goodness, um, <laughs> uh, there's a lot of them. But one of those is that, that what we were just talking about, where they are, they're in their job, and you know maybe they're good at a at a big portion of it, um, and maybe they're even getting good feedback and everything from their boss and coworkers, but they feel like they want quite a bit more and you know, they're, they feel like they're wasting time in, in this role and uh, honestly are looking for something quite a bit more fulfilling, but aren't sure what that is and not necessarily sure how to get there. So that's where a lot of people show up on our doorstep where you know, they've, they've had one or two jobs uh, and worked for a little bit realized that what they're doing now isn't what they're isn't what they're really really interested in and and there's that misalignment that we were talking about so that's that's one of the one of the biggest problems that we help people tackle you know good good example of that I'm, I'm thinking of one of our past people that we were working with his name is is Mike and you know Mike was was a, he's an engineer right and he was making a, making a move, uh, and realized that he wanted to be doing something more than just the type of engineering that that he was doing. He wanted to be in the the green space, uh, you know, green industry, uh, like sustainable as you know, green is that type of green. <laughs> um, and he was. He he was a bit struggling like how to how to make that transition, partially because he was planning on a move from uh, one state to the next. And he also knew that he wanted to make an income jump and whatever he wanted to whatever he was going to end up doing really wanted to make sure that it was going to be enjoyable for him, allowed him to grow all of those different types of things. So what we ended up doing with him is sitting down and really identifying that destination up front, because that's that's the important part, because otherwise even if somebody's making a job change, then they often end up back in the exact same place that they were, where it's not any better off because they haven't identified what they want. They've only started with what they don't want because that's what we can point at, right? That's super, super easy. I know that I don't really like my boss. I know that I don't really like, you know, the schedule or the lack of flexibility or anything else. Um, and it's easy to point at those things, but the much more difficult piece is to be able to say, Hey, here's what I actually want in my entire life. And here's what that means for my career. And here's the things I'm going to accelerate at very very naturally anyways so that you can have that competitive advantage when you're interviewing against other people or searching out jobs in the first place or building relationships or networking or anything in between and so we did all that with with Mike and took him through that process and what he found was definitely these this green type space um, particularly on the on the consulting side and particularly on the management side really lined up with with what he was what he was really good at and really interested in. So um, we helped him connect up with uh, with quite a few different people um, in the area that he wanted to move to and actually not just not just network with them, but go in and essentially test drive the uh, the different jobs. And the way that he would do that, is he'd go, he'd call them up initially, you know, ask if he could have a fifteen-minute conversation, learn a little bit more about the company. He'd go learn a little, he'd go and do that, you know, at a different time. Sometimes he would uh, do that over the phone. Other times he would actually take a trip down there, and uh, he would have that conversation. He would learn as much as he possibly could about what they're doing, and then he would actually go and. Unsolicited, Go in and actually do some of that work. Like in one case, this company had a project that they were trying to evaluate if it would be good to integrate for their their customers and this particular methodology of bringing green building practices, the certain type of green building practices, without going into it too too deep, um, into their into their uh, their world and what they're doing. So he actually went and took it upon himself to go and research that. Uh, find out everything that uh, that that company needed to know, and then put it into a nice, uh, nice little draft so that they could understand exactly what they needed to do for their business. So what he was doing was actual work that he would be doing if he worked with them, but essentially doing it for free. And, of course, they were blown away, right? So there's, there's several different reasons why that was particularly effective and why ultimately he ended up getting a few different job offers, not just one, that were all really, really exciting to him. Um, one, he's building relationships. Two, he's immediately adding value. Three, he's getting to decide whether or not this type of work is actually useful for him versus just on paper uh, way back when making a, making a hypothesis that this is going to be a good thing for him. And then four, like he's making this amazing impression with them. And that would lead to not only job offers, but introductions to other people, other, uh, you know, other people in their network, which would lead to more of those meetings and more opportunities to do that same type of thing. So there's there's one, I guess uh, I was going to say small example, but that that was probably a longer example.
0: No, actually, that was great. I love stories because they really illustrate the point, right? So that was great. Um, So what I heard, one of the things you, what I heard from the story, uh, the challenge most people who are looking for a job or change of career is they focus on what they don't want rather than what they want. That's very interesting. Um, Now that you mention it, I'm thinking even I have been in that position. You know, we all look for something that we're trying to get away from. So how uh, uh, how do you suggest people change that like do you go through some exercises some uh, what do you suggest they do you know before they start on this journey
1: the short answer is we take them through what we call the puzzle method and the puzzle method is just a different way to think about how what you how put piecing together a career that really is intentional and and fits you and that you're excited about and all the things that that we mentioned earlier so um, another really quick story is that came home one day and this has been a, been a few years ago when my son was probably about like two years old. We've got little kids. Right. So my son was two years old at the time and, uh, I was watching him from across the room and he was playing with these puzzles. So he's trying to, he's trying to like take different pieces of the puzzle and just totally like mash them together. And. It wasn't working, as as you might imagine. Like, he's making this little grunty sound. It's like, uh and it, it just – he's getting frustrated. It's totally not working. So I – after watching him for a few minutes of this, went over and sat down next to him and said, Grayson, look, let me let me show you how to put together this puzzle. And anybody who's put together a puzzle knows that there's a whole bunch of really difficult ways to do it. And one very, very effective way to to do it, which is start with the corner pieces, because those are easily identifiable. And you pull those things out. And you know that, you know, if it's a rectangle or square puzzle, then you've got four of those. So it's a great starting point. And then you can separate out all the edge pieces, which got that flat spot on one side. And after you've got all the edge pieces separated out, then you can build that into a frame because you can sort of see, Hey, these colors go together. And, and then it's much easier to build in that frame. And the funny thing that happens when you build a frame is you can start to see what the picture might be internally. And the, the, The really interesting thing here is it's it's a parallel for how we approach our careers. A lot of us are grabbing at random pieces like I I don't like my boss, so I I need a better boss Uh, or, you know, I want this I want this flexibility or I want, you know, this work fulfillment or whatever it happens to be. And we're trying to match these things together, much like Grayson was and wondering why it isn't making sense for us. So we propose a different way, which is starting with your strengths and particularly what we call signature strengths, uh, all those that combination of of things that you enjoy spending your time doing, plus your your uh, things that you're particularly good at, your predispositions, the way that you're wired, personality, all, all these things go into what we what we call signature strengths. So we have you start with that, which those are your corner pieces and then really flesh out. What it is that you want and what you value the most in your life and work, and you know that sounds like a big question, but we end up having people break it down into quite a few different categories so that they can get and arrive at, at an answer there. Because otherwise, if I ask you, well, what do you want? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. That's a too tough of a question to answer. But those that what you want and what you value in your in your life and career, those are your edge pieces, right? So those are the, uh, the pieces with the flat spot. And once you assemble your strengths and what you want in your life into that framework, well, the funny thing is just like the puzzle, you can start to see what might fit in the picture. And that, that works so much more effectively than trying to tackle these really huge life and work questions. So that's, that's part of how we break it down.
0: I love the puzzle puzzle analogy uh because uh, i have put together some puzzles in my life as well uh for yeah. a time it was a hobby and you're totally correct you start with the edge pieces then you start with the the ones with the flat surfaces then you go inwards and uh I think that's a that's an amazing analogy uh I love analogies because after that uh you know it, it the idea tends to stick with you yeah uh that yeah thanks for sharing that example that's amazing. The next question I have, uh, I want to, usually I ask what are some of the things people should do. Once they have figured out these questions, where do you think most people struggle or what are some of the mistakes they make uh, during the job search process that you come across a lot?
1: Oh, wow. Um, The biggest thing is what we call uh, trying to get married on the first date. (laughs) So, so many people are after a job. Like so many people are after a job and, um, stay with me. This will make sense after, after a few seconds. Uh, but everybody's like, well, yeah, that's, that's kind of the point, right? But if you're going to spend years of your life potentially with one organization or one opportunity or another, or even, even if you're, I don't know, working with a couple of different organizations or something, still we're talking about a significant chunk of your life. And I, I, I say that that is, you know, that's too valuable to just go and, and search after the first job. So that's, um, that's where we start to evaluate it a different way and say, okay, how do we not – how do we not actually go and search for a job, but instead search for companies or opportunities that happen to be a really amazing fit with what it is that you're looking for? So you know, just like we were talking about the, the puzzle method a little bit earlier, after we've identified what it is that's a great situation for us because that's essentially what you get on the other end. You get this picture, if you will, or this uh, fully put together puzzle or at least partially put together puzzle of what could be a really great opportunity for you. And then you can take that and connect that to different companies and then go explore and determine, hey, is this company actually a great fit or is this opportunity actually a great fit versus going in and uh, essentially uh, jumping right to the job stage why would you if the company is not a great fit or the opportunity is not a great fit, like why would you go in and do that that is the equivalent of going on your first date and saying so uh can we can we get married already like there's not going to be a second date it doesn't it doesn't work out so so many people do things like that where they call up and say hey are you hiring or so many people um uh, you know drop an email to their friends and say i'm looking for a job or I'm in the market again, or all of all of these different things. Don't look for a job. Instead, look for places where you are likely to find that good fit. So it reorients what what and how you're doing. It's a completely different target. So you actually don't um, don't start out by looking for a job. Instead, look for where you're likely to find those those opportunities. Um, and, And I can explain more. But does that does that even make sense uh, on an initial level, I guess, be what I'd ask?
0: Yeah, it makes totally makes sense. So the way I understand it is, you know, you're flipping the switch. Instead of you looking for a job, you're trying to find out who is a good fit with all the things that you're looking for. So you are being more selective, so you're not rushing into a bad situation. That makes total sense.
1: Well, and what we find, too, when we – I don't – I don't see very many other people out there working with people in in this way. But what we've found, just working with um, hundreds of different people and interacting with tens of thousands, is that when you do it this way, once you actually get into the interview stage, th- there's really not as much for competition because it's already pre-aligned, and you walk into that interview and. Uh, A lot of times you've already you've already, one, done a different level of research and have a different level of understanding about the company. And often you've already talked to some people in the organization. Um, But then when it's when it's well aligned with your strengths and what you want, then when you're interacting with those people in the in the interview stages, there's things that seem like a fit that even they don't understand. And... (laughs) And when you've got that type of alignment, it's just, it's difficult in some cases not to have those lead to job offers. So you have, the, you set yourself up, you set the chess pieces on the board so that you've got that win or you got that checkmate. Um, and it's more likely to happen that way before you've ever even stepped foot into a formal interview.
0: That makes total sense. That, that makes total sense, Scott. So the next question I have is more, you um, know, this is something that you, Uh, I love your insight. Um, Over the years that you have been doing this, what are the things you think – what are some of the things or some ways you feel that the process has changed for job seekers or career changers? What are some of the trends that you see that is changing?
1: We could probably spend like seven hours on this question (laughs) (laughs) because I I get excited talking about this particular thing, and you and I could probably talk about this for hours, but – I think one of the biggest, biggest trends that has already started happening, but will continue, I believe for quite a number of years is that when you're thinking about job search now and you're thinking about how companies make decisions and you're thinking about the information that they have available to them now, which is increasingly more and more and more. I mean, I can find out people's phone numbers and addresses within five minutes in a lot of cases on, on Google, like very, very easily. Even those people that think they're hanging off the internet or, you know, not, not putting that stuff on there or whatever. So with all this information available to us, it it becomes increasingly more important that we are creating a, uh, creating a, a perception for ourselves when other people are, are looking at us that we are going to be able to offer value to these different companies. Okay. So that sounds really abstract. What do, what do I actually mean by that? In, in this case, it is, you know, if I'm, if I'm wanting to go and make a career change, then, you know, I, people have access to all of my Facebook stuff in a lot of cases, depending on how I've got my, privacy settings in some cases can still, you know, find images and whatever else along those lines. But then also if I can't find anything on this person, that can be a potentially red flag too. Like there's, there's plenty of people that show up on our doorstep all the time that don't have anything on LinkedIn. Like they don't have a picture, they don't have a description. And then they're asking us, Hey, I'm trying to contact people on LinkedIn and it's not working at all. And they're wondering why. So, I think the biggest, biggest thing that you have to be conscious of is you're now selling you and you are the the company. And uh, I think people have to have a much more uh, freelance type mindset or business of one type mindset Uh, and much more of a I would say even an entrepreneurial type mindset about how they're approaching this. Like you are doing your marketing for yourself. You are doing your sales for yourself. And so many people are like, yeah, I don't really like sales, but that means that you're going to starve because you, like if you want to change companies for any, any period of time whatsoever, or you're forced to change companies or anything else, then, you know, it's going to be dependent upon your ability to sell yourself and what value you add to the world. So that was a really long roundabout way to say that uh, with all the other information that's coming out there, it becomes increasingly more important that you have some of these other skill sets that just weren't that 50 years ago, just weren't that big of a deal. Like you showed up and you worked hard and whatever else. And now you need to be able to communicate and uh, sell and uh, and translate for companies How how you can add value to them and how you can bring them the things that they need.
0: Hmm. So you come from you come you're coming from not a place of seeking, but you coming from a place of where you can add value to your potential hiring manager or your potential employer.
1: Yeah, that (laughs) that's what I should have said, because that's much more eloquent.
0: No, I'm just, no, I was just summarizing. So, no, <laughs> yeah, I, I perfect. Like, I like the example. I love how you give stories. So, you know, that just sticks out. Um, Scott, we are coming to the end of our interview. Before we conclude, any last questions, anything that you would like to uh, share with the audience uh, before we wrap up?
1: You know, the only only thing that I would, uh, I would share two things. Thing number one is I would pose the question to yourself that so often – we don't ever take the time or energy or effort to pose. And that question is, where do you want to be spending? Where and how do you want to be spending your time? And, and that, if you find that your current situation isn't aligned with where and how you want to be spending your time, that's where I would take take some action on it. And, you know, one of the things that uh, that you can do, I mean, certainly we've talked about the puzzle method and how to break this down. And by the way, we have a we have a eight day course that little mini course that guides people through that exact process over it at figure it co figure it out.co like they can go there and we just guide people through the basics of that process to help to get their mind thinking in that that direction so you can certainly do something like that but you've got a wealth of resources on your site too as well where you know people can investigate other ways to think about this but i think you have to begin doing some of the hard work of identifying what do you want and what that looks like and that becomes a that becomes an ongoing question. So thing number one is start considering that. And if you are finding that what you're doing now doesn't align with that, then you need to begin moving down the road to get it closer to what does align with that. And thing number two is you're not going to – we've got all this research out there that indicates about what you need in order to have a really incredibly fulfilling career and, and some measure of happiness that goes along with it. And it, it kind of comes down to really six basic things. And two of the biggest ones are what we already talked about, aligning yourself with work that you're great at and uses your your strengths. And the other piece is work that fits what you value. Uh, so I would, I would start considering that. Otherwise, you'll find that a year from now, two years from now, nine years from now, you'll be wondering why you aren't 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 feeling fulfilled or aren't feeling happy and not sure of what the what the changes are that need to need to happen. So there we go.
0: Yeah, That is a great wrap up. A great summary there. Uh, thanks, Scott. Uh, it was a pleasure um, listening to your answers, some of the stories you shared, uh, lots of amazing ideas. My favorite was the puzzle analogy; that'll definitely stick out. So, not not to minimize the other points you shared, uh, great stories. Uh, it was a pleasure having you on the podcast.
1: Thank you, thank you for having me. I, I really appreciate it, and uh, it this is a, this is a fun one. You ask good questions. I like it.
0: Oh, thank you. I'm learning, right? Like once you do about 50 of these, you start learning. So yes. uh, thanks for the feedback. Um, thanks, folks, for listening to this episode of the Career Medis podcast. I have written a brief summary of the interview with links to some of the resources that Scott has shared. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode and also learned something new, feel free to post a comment or a review. And if you really loved it, definitely go, definitely go ahead and share this with your network. You can listen to the other interviews for... Uh, of the Career Medicine Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and TuneIn. Until next time, this is Nisar Ahmad, your host for the Career Medicine Podcast. Thank you.